Welcome back, everybody, to another NY Patriot episode. Today, we have guest uh, Ryan from the Dangerous World podcast. Uh, great show. I've been on there myself. Um, I had another person that's been on this show and just started their own podcast. He's been on there multiple times. Great work. Uh, and I find that um, he's been covering a lot of stuff on stuff on shit that I think is a, is a huge topic. I mean, I try to talk about it myself when it comes to psyops and mind control, but I do think it's a very important topic. And he was just uh, finishing up a series on that. And uh, I would have loved to have uh, just have him and come on uh, and tell us a little bit about, you know, what he was into. And today we have Ryan from uh, the dangerous world podcast and please uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, dude. First of all, thanks for the opportunity to chat with you, NY Patriot. Yeah, this is always fun. You you actually contributed a little bit to the uh, mind control series yes. that I did, so um, it was real fun, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm wherever you hear podcasts, Apple, all the big ones. Um, really try to push my Patreon because I'm trying to quit my crappy day job, dude. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of doing stuff that I don't want to do. And um, and so yeah, Patreon.com/slash Dangerous World. Um, but yeah, man, just uh, excited to be talking about more mind control, dude. Yeah, be- before we go on, do uh, you have T-shirts, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do make yeah, my own shirts. And I, I will say his shirts for the price look great. I will just yeah, say, dude. so, you know. Thanks for that, man. Yeah. yeah, I need to get you one for sure. They're uh, at DangerousWorldStore.com is where I saw those. Seventeen seventy six, dude. It's a Can't good price, good year. The same thing as going to Walmart, so why don't you just buy one of those? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So instead of cutting you off, uh, you know, do what you did want to talk about with the mind control and stuff. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, so I know that, like I said, we talked about this a little bit, and I feel like one of the more underrated sort of topics that has to do with mind control is how it got started in the modern era. I mean, obviously, it's always been a thing. I mean, people that are high up in the the you know social structure you know, the people closer to the top of that pyramid are trying to control the ones that are a little lower down or even the ones at the bottom. And it's always this pissing contest, right? I mean, it's always like between different factions. Are we allowed to talk like that? Yeah, sure, man. Come on. Okay. Come on. Um, (laughs) I figured, I figured, I know you a little bit. I know you talk like that, but it, it just seems to me just like, it's not as organized as we might think at the top. You know, you got the CIA battling the FBI constantly, um, army intelligence, things like that. So where it really starts from this book that I've been reading, it's called uh, mind control, world control by Jim Keith. It's a phenomenal book. I recommend it for anyone that's interested in this stuff. And um, you can actually download a free version of it online. You can just type in uh, book PDF after, you know, mind control, world control. And, uh, and the whole thing pops up with the pictures and everything. So it's a really great uh, resource. I'm a sucker and I bought it but you can uh, just read it for free. You know nice. what I mean? That's good to know. Um, yeah, dude, it's, I like having hard copies of books too, just in case like the power's out and like what, what would be more like peaceful during like the apocalypse than to read a freaking mind control book. You know what I mean? Like that's gonna, <laughs> that'll put you on edge a little more. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. But. Right. You'd be like, fuck, this is how we got here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dude. But yeah. So like this starts off really in Prussia, um, not Russia, but Prussia, this was a German region. Uh, at the time. And it was in around the, the late 1800s, you get characters like Wilhelm Wundt 
that really is the father of psychology. A lot of people think it's Carl Jung, but um, Wilhelm Wundt was the first person to ever actually call himself a psychologist, right? And he was very Marxist, very into materialism, uh, didn't believe that there was a higher power. And I don't knock on people for believing that kind of stuff. But if you're a high player in society and you start pushing that to people, right? That's the and whole you problem with a lot of this stuff. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I really don't care. Listen, whatever you're doing inside your fucking house, if everybody's a willing participant, nobody's getting hurt. I don't really care how the fuck you live your life. You know, as long as everything's yeah. okay and legal, you know, you're not fucking anybody up. But don't push it on everybody the fuck else. Yeah, dude. And and when you start getting these people that are at the highest levels and then they hire like-minded people, it's not like, you know, they think that diversity is a bunch of people that look different, but they believe the same shit, right? If you if you look if you look different but you believe in something different, then that's not diversity. That's not what we're looking for here. So they hire more materialists, more Marxists, and they change the idea of psychology, which initially was the study of the, the mind or the soul back then. Uh, they changed it to simply how the brain works, like the neurons firing. Mm-hmm. So they put that underlying scientific theme behind it. And it really is interesting. You get more Marxists coming in, like John Dewey, who created the schooling system, the modern, modern way that we oh, actually kind shit. of teach kids. And guess what, dude? He's a Marxist, too. That's where the Dewey you know Decimal I mean? System came from, that dude. It very well could have been, yeah. yeah. I didn't I didn't research that aspect of it, but is that true? I, mean, I don't know. Sense. I don't know. It's the same name, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's not a common last name. I don't think, but, and, dude, it, it just blows my mind that, like, you know, these these elites in society, we tend to find that they are constantly, constantly um, everything that America doesn't stand for, everything that America pretended to be fighting during the Cold War. And for the record, I think that the Cold War finally just ended. Uh, at the end of last or yeah, at the end of the month, last month, you know, when when essentially Afghanistan took back their or the Taliban took back Afghanistan, the whole deal is just going to make it so that Russia and China can get more oil. I mean, that's a really interesting little area right there. And with 80 billion dollars coming from yours truly and yourself, you know, all, all the taxpayers paid for the, the 80 billion dollars yeah. of weaponry that the Taliban now has. Um, and the concern with that. Isn't that the, that the Taliban is going to be able to do this? You're not going to see the Taliban flying into the U.S. and attacking us. They're going to give those aircraft and all the weaponry to Russia and to China, and they can sort of like, you know, figure out how yes. it's made. I said the same thing to my wife. I said, those people over there are so fucking broke. You don't think they're going to sell half that shit to China yeah. and Russia just so they can back engineer it? Yeah. I said, you can give up a Black Hawk. What's the big deal? You, got, you give up one. You fucking load it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and dude, that's one of those things too. Like what got us into Afghanistan for some reason it was nine 11, like, even though it was Saudis that like the official story is that it was Saudis. Um, but for some reason we went into Afghanistan a little bit in Iraq and all those areas too. Um, but that, the event that got us there, that was a mass mind controlling deal too. You know what I mean? With the whole, the, the idea here with like something like a JFK situation or the twin towers collapsing, that is a mass traumatic event. And when people are traumatized like that on a, on a large scale, you know, brought to you by like institutes like the Tavistock Institute, yeah. who the sole purpose of that institution was to figure out how to implement mind control on a world stage. Yes. So, you know, you have, um, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place, but I want to bring no, it to like the, the point of why that 9-11 stuff is so significant. Have you heard of the Skinner box? No, no. 
So it's weird. I talked about a little bit in the first episode that I did. BF Skinner, Army Intelligence, created this idea of a Skinner box. It's a really small box that you. Uh, he started off putting animals in them one at a time, uh, environmentally controlled, um, and this you know, long periods of time. But they moved up to children. They would put children in these boxes, um, create this split personality inside of them, and then they were more moldable, more more malleable. Um, he was he was quoted saying, like, men aren't born, they're created. Right. So he can make any type of man out of any individual. You could come in as a weak, scared little kid and, and be a super soldier when they're done with you. And uh, he even put his own daughter in one of these boxes and she ends up killing herself in her early 20s. Oh so they were doing some pretty screwed up stuff, dude. Um, but, yeah, there was uh, another guy by the name Watson and uh, he used this weird experiment with a kid named little Albert and they'd bring in this little cute white rat. You know, these kids back in the, in the fifties and sixties were a little tougher than the kids. Now you show a fucking uh, rat to a kid, they're going to freak out. But this little boy was excited about this rat. He'd play with it. Um, Same time every day, got in a habitualistic sort of a relationship with this little rat that he Mm -hmm. became friends with. And then later as the kid starts to love the rat more, this Albert, um, Watson starts banging a loud metal pole on the ground in this echoey room. And so it starts scaring the kid, the kid, instead of associating the little rat with love and affection, he associates it with that loud sound that hurts his ears. And, uh, it got to the point where this little Albert kid couldn't even see a small white animal. Didn't matter if it was a cat, didn't matter if it was a dog. And then it got to the point where he couldn't see an animal at all without freaking out. No one knows what happened to this little Albert kid, but I mean, and then Watson goes on to get a promotion and becomes like highly, highly involved in intelligence agencies. So those are the startings of that stuff, dude. I think, uh, I think I might've mentioned it to you when you had me on your show, actually about this subject. Uh, There was stuff when we covered the gateway project, Lux had found, uh, you know, we're going through the CIA stuff and uh, there was something in there. I think it was some kid that they had made him believe that his mother was dead and it took him like six months of living together with her to believe that that was finally his mother again. Wow. That's how fucked up they had this kid that he went back home, lived with this lady and was like, you're not my mom. Took six months to remember that was his mother. Dude, and it's nuts, man. Like there's these things that, you know, I'm, I, as I mentioned, I'm working on the last episode right now. You know, the whole JFK and RFK thing is very interesting because the whole Sirhan Sirhan, uh, you know, girl in the polka dot dress situation where this guy that shot RFK, um, he remembers drinking at the ambassador hotel bar, drinking Tom Collins, uh, multiple Tom Collins, he says, and he gets up, feels really dizzy, wants to go home, but he can't drive. And next thing he knows he's being choked and his legs being twisted and he's got a dead Robert F. Kennedy next to him. This is by his own words. You know what I mean? Supposedly, when he was in the holding cells, too, he was able to uh, quote the time without looking at a clock down to the minute. I mean, like you could tell you it's like three fifty six and it was right on the dot. So he was under this like it's crazy to think how deep they can go. And as much as I've been researching it, I still don't know half of it, dude. And I think that that's why, you know, I was saying you can do a whole podcast just about mind control and you will have nothing. You'll never run out of stuff to talk about with it. No, you're really right. And that stuff with the BF Skinner box, I mean, they implemented this, like, you know, taking 10 or 20 kids, putting them in this box and controlling everything that they think and do. The Tapestock Institute was able to take that technology that was created by BF Skinner and use them in events 
like uh, JFK, the JFK assassination, where the term conspiracy theory comes from, and then 9-11, too. Um, do you happen to see the last or the first commercial after JFK was shot on TV? No, no. It's fascinating, man. So it was um, the show that was playing. It was a soap opera, uh, something like around the world. It was a, a 50s um, a 50 soap opera, and it gets interrupted on CBS. Someone, you know, the, the anchor there says, you know, the, uh, JFK has been uh, fatally shot. Um, Jackie Kennedy's with him, blah, blah, blah. They're getting on to Air Force One and all this stuff. And then it goes to the first commercial. It's a Nescafe coffee commercial. And it starts off with a pendulum swinging. I shit you not, dude. It's just a pendulum swinging. It goes in, uh, shows the the coffee crystals being poured into the coffee cup. And you see that spoon swirling. And that reminded me of Get Out. You know what I mean? Like, I know that movie Get Out. Um, I know that that well, it's almost like kinda, hypnotic shit you're explaining too. Absolutely. I mean, you're <laughs> saying in, in the movie get out, that's how the hypnotist mother would hypnotize the, the black people that they wanted to switch consciousness with. She would stir a spoon and then bang on the side of the glass. And they do this in that commercial all the while a pendulum is slinging in the background. You know what I mean? And they use pendulums to hypnotize people like that. So it was just something very symbolic about that That's being weird, the yeah. first commercial, you know, and this is back in 1963. And of then course. the thing is, it's like, well, then obviously you knew that was happening. I mean, it was that planned. You know what I'm saying? Even the commercial it had to have been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's yeah, it had to have been. And I think that if something like that were to go down today, it would have a much different effect. I think a lot of people would acknowledge that it's weird. But you always have two sides to these arguments. And for some reason, it seems that it's pretty divided down the middle of who thinks that 9-11 was like a legit thing, like how it happened, how they how they said it happened. And then half of us are like, oh, no, dude, have you have you looked into Larry Finkelstein and like blah, 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 all those other things. Um, But it doesn't matter how in your face it has to be or however it is. People will always argue. And I think that that really has something to do yes, with know. what Tavistock intended to, to, to do as far as the mind control. If you control the entire population, they could work against you, right? They could work against the elite. But if you control half the population, they would do a lot of infighting. And it, it creates more civil war aspects than it would a revolutionary war. And that's what they're terrified of is a revolution. You know what I mean? So... There's been a Just lot of crazy, people dude. I've spoken to, I mean, most of them really hate to say the Democrats, but mm-hmm. um, are like so blown away by the idea that people think the government is actually out to fuck us. Like yeah, some people weird? are actually like, how could you believe that? That's crazy thinking. You think that, you know, but, but then they'll say Trump was a fascist or a dictator. So, so he could have been, but everybody else, that's just. Amazing, not you know, insane to think about. It is weird, man. Like, or even like, and I hate to say it, even older people. Like, I mean, not not my father. Yeah. He's a little bit open, actually. He sent me some shit where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised my dad <laughs> sent me this. But like, uh, I hate to say, it, like my wife's parents are total Democrats, and like us. One time, the family mentioned something about 9/11, and somebody cracked a joke about you know how obviously it didn't happen the way they perceived it, and her parents were like, what? Like, people believe that. They never once had heard an alternative idea about 9-11 until like this Dude, was like last year. And I was like, holy because fuck. <laughs> we, when you say older folks like that, it, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? Because they 
didn't have the technology that we have. Like I, you know, I, if the internet wasn't around, man, I would honestly be stupid. I'm pretty freaking lazy. Like I, <laughs> I was a C student in school. I'll, I'll, I'll I, be the same way. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, so I get why a lot of that older generation isn't into these kinds of theories, but um, I think it's changing, but they are always 10 or 20 steps ahead of us. So they know that people are learning these things and they're, and they're able to kind of counterpunch before we even know what's going on. And, and, you know, another guy that I want to bring up here, um, cause you know, hypnosis is, is a big thing in this whole deal. Um, this Dr. George Estabrooks, he was, um, in charge of, I think the psychology department at uh, Colgate university, which is a liberal arts university. I believe it's in New York. Um, and he, I, I kind of put this whole piece together with Colgate university, Colgate was the first toothpaste that was mass marketed and Colgate, you know, it has fluoride in it, right? Fluoride is used to control people. So it's a weird connection there. I'm probably grasping at straws, but uh, yo, there's no such so, thing, right? You never know though, dude, the way shit is so fucking weird nowadays with connections. And the symbolism. Never, yes. You never fucking know, man. Yeah, dude. So anyway, this Esther Brooks, he was saying that the entire military could be taken over by a group of 200 individuals that are just hypnotized in the proper way. So if him and his group of psychologists and hypnotists just had these resources from the CIA, they could take 200 individuals and take over the world with those 200 people. This is Dr. George Estabrooks, not some nut, very intelligent dude, but again, a Marxist materialist that doesn't believe in God. So, um, and again, I'm not knocking anyone's beliefs. I'm agnostic myself. But I find it interesting when you're pounding home the idea of no God, no, no consciousness, no soul. When you're dead, you're just dead. Um, it gives them the ability to sleep at night when they're carrying out these horrible acts because they see us as animals. Yes. You know what I mean? I totally agree. That's how I even say a lot of times that's how the whole phrase do what that will should be the whole the law of love is the law of love and the will gets twisted. People are like, oh, well, you know, if it's my will and that's what I want to do, I shouldn't really care how it affects other people. You know, oh, it yeah, doesn't dude. matter at the end of the day. People just use whatever they want to justify being a sick fuck. Yeah, dude, it's nuts, man. And and the whole you've seen the movie The Manchurian Candidate, right? Parts of it, yes. So with Denzel Washington, the newer one, I believe that's the newest. Um, there's scenes in that movie that seem like it's 100 percent real. According to this book, there's this lieutenant commander, Thomas Nerut. He was a Navy psychologist in Naples back in 1979, and he admitted to programs creating Manchurian candidates at a NATO conference in Norway, but he didn't give too much detail on the whole deal. And um, he hung out with this Peter Watson of the London Sunday Times, and he was telling him that they were creating combat readiness units. This is a 200 unit, uh, 200 men unit that I was mentioning. And um, they would essentially do like clockwork orange type shit where they sit these not only low IQ, low, low rank individuals, but sometimes uh, military criminals, like people that committed war crimes and sometimes people that were awarded bravery, like medals of honor and stuff like that. They would take these guys and strap their eyes open, strap them to a chair and make them watch like real like snuff films and murder videos and they would take the average normal dude and after less than a couple of weeks of doing that they would be hardened killers they'd be ready to just I kill just by seeing sure. that stuff I, I believe that i totally believe yeah that. and then we see that in movies and stuff but like part of us knows that that's fake um but there is like it makes me sound like an old man but there is a weird little connection between 
watching constant horror movies and constant like blood and gore and shit like that that kind of desensitizes you to it a little bit. I know, I agree. Not, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that anyone's going to go out and murder, but if you're watching like the Saw movies and stuff like that, but um, there that I think that those are put out there intentionally to desensitize us to these things. You hear about a school shooting, and yeah, it's tragic. Um, but it doesn't affect Americans the same way that it affects, like if it were to happen in France or, or some other country like that, where they don't see violence in movies, they show sex with, you know, butt and puss and all that stuff, but they don't show murders. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very different. So yeah, just kind of weird, dude. Yeah, I find you know it what's, uh, are you much of a, you know who David Lynch is? I bring this guy up all the time. Did Twin Peaks. Uh, no, he's a very I weird guy, definitely. very weird guy has a huge, I think he's a, a genius occultist and most of his movies are occult in, uh, I think, but he had even said, uh, you know, part of the problem, I guess, with humanity is that when you turn a blind eye to the evils that men can do, like when you see it and you turn a blind eye to it, it like leaves like a mustard seed to start growing in you. Oh yeah. And, and what you will become desensitized to will just become bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like that whole uh, frog boiling in the pot. Yes, thing, yeah, like yeah, backwards, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. It, it's fascinating, dude. And you know, the same guy um, that I was mentioning, he was, uh, you know, just to bring it back to the Manchurian candidate. Um, there's a scene in the movie, multiple scenes in the movie, where you know the programmed individual uh, is sitting at their home or in a hotel, and they receive a call, and the person says, "Mr. Mr. Last Name." So, like for me, it'd be like Mr. Dean. Mr. Ryan Dean, Mr. Ryan, middle name Dean. And then you snap into this thing where you remember your hypnosis. You remember your task, usually to go and put a hit on someone, usually, you know, or not to put a hit, but to carry out a hit. Um, And then you, you, you snap out of it and then you are just back in your home. Exactly what Sirhan Sirhan was talking about. Right. Um, So it's interesting when you see movies like this, that just seem like very entertaining uh, fun things to kind of like get your let your mind travel down these rabbit holes. They're sometimes based in fact and things like that and dealing with the army. Yep. Dude, there's no limit yes. to what those dudes will, will, will at least try, right? Yeah. So it's I'm, that that was kind of the fun stuff for me because I'm a big movie guy, dude. I always think that that it's kind of fascinating when you find those things out. Um, but yeah, dude, like we talked about how there's a lot of of different aspects of mind control. You you kind of felt like you saw it. Uh, in your experience in life, right? Oh, yeah, with uh, with magic, for sure. I mean, I was just thinking now, you know, and, and this is my opinion that it's done because of magic or occult reasons. You had brought up before we I hit record, uh, you mentioned something about Stranger Things. I do yeah. think that situation with kids and them doing stuff with kids like that, that's a reality. That's uh-huh. just not some shit that made that you know show have a storyline. That shit's fucking real, and I do think a lot of stuff being done to kids that people don't understand, maybe, that, that goes along with trauma and pedophilia, is done uh, to these kids to get occult effects, as you would see that girl would have in that movie. Well, maybe oh, that's a little bit more, you know, pushed to an extreme, but they do, I believe that is done, without a doubt. I believe that to my core, you know? Well, I mean, that the original name of that show was supposed to be called Montauk, you know, and that's the Montauk, Montauk Project. Yeah. But they made them change it to Stranger Things. You know what I mean? It's it's a little more playful, I guess. But yo, I tell um, you, man, there was some. You know, I remember even as a kid. You know, because I lived out. I was I was originally on Long Island. I used to hear some weird stories about Montauk and uh, what the fuck is that other? Uh, there was some other thing out there. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. But 
some like nuclear power plant or some shit. I forgot the name of the town, but you always heard some weird stories about some weird shit going on out there. Was it was it a small island like where like weird animals that looked like crossbred would? Well, they had that too, Plum Island. There, that also. Yeah, Plum Island. That also, yeah. Oh, the Brookhaven Labs is another one. You could probably look into that and find some weird shady shit. Also, interesting. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's almost like you start to wonder all these things connected and doing some weird fucking shit together. Well, yeah, I mean, like so. This this may be another stretch here, but I just want to kind of like, you know, t- see what you think about it. So why would they want to carry out these rituals? Right. Um, there's got to always be a reason who benefits it's the whole qui bono thing. Um, after JFK was assassinated, the crime rate in the U.S. shot up like crazy over the next few years. And with the privatized prisons and the whole prison industrial complex, a lot of very wealthy people benefit off of the plebes committing crimes and, and getting locked up. You know, it costs less money to put someone through a university than it does to keep them in, in prison. So it's very interesting that the Warren Commission being full of holes, the 9-11 Commission being full of holes. Um, and I, I don't know for a fact that that crime spiked after 9-11, but I would assume that it did. Um, just because when the, when the people don't trust their government, it makes them act out, whether they know it or not, right? Same shit with George and, Floyd. Yeah, dude. Exactly. Same People are riding. Shit. Same shit. Yeah, and 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 I was gonna say, you know what you, you were saying about uh, you know JFK and then the, the stuff spiking up and then the privatized prisons. I mean, in my opinion, sometimes when you're gonna do uh, if you're doing some kind of like psyop on the community. Um, there's going to be some sort of chaos and change done in people's mindset. And sometimes you will see it like you did with George Floyd, or you mm. might see it with the spike crime, you know, the crime, uh, crime rate spiking up. Now, if people knew that that was a possibility, well, let's build some prisons prior because we know we might fill them up no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like almost it's like it, those things all could have been tied together because you knew it might have happened or it was coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, like. I like looking at these, you know, victims or the patsies or so-called like Sirhan Sirhan. Lee Harvey Oswald's obviously a very interesting one. Um, I heard this really interesting thing in this book that his mother would constantly like when he was like sitting there reading or playing a board game or drawing or whatever. Um, as a kid up until, you know, after he got back from the Soviet Union, his mom would like rub his head, like the back of his head, play with his hair, you know, stuff that moms would do, you know, to their their child. Um, and she noticed that the texture of his hair changed after he got back from the Soviet Union. And it was very, very thin. I mean, like extremely thin compared to how it was. And she felt a scar under his headline, too. So the idea here that his brother, his brother actually did a lot of research. His name was Robert Oswald. He did a lot of research on why his hair would have changed. And they thought that it was because of electroshock therapy. So he was over there they're shocking your hair and it makes sense, right? Your hair's going to fall out. It's probably going to get more frizzy yeah, and it's going to permanently fun. change the, 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 the genetics of your hair at least. Um, and then, yeah, he goes on to be part of this whole JFK thing and his handler, dude, that, I mean, the guy I think was his handler, um, this David Ferry guy. And it's fascinating, dude. This guy was a high priest of a religious group called the apostolic old Catholic church in North America. And they would do small animal sacrifices and drink the blood and stuff like that. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. When Lee Harvey Oswald was with this David Ferry dude, they were going, they were on record going to a bunch of ritualistic private parties and houses, him and his handler 
I mean, weeks before he shot JFK. Holy so it's fuck. very interesting, dude. It makes you wonder what the hell's going on with there that. Was, there was another thing I... It's a subject that I I would love to try to get into, and it's I can't remember the name of the fucking book. There's something called the Council of Nine. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, and it had it was a it was kind of a focused around this one dude. I forgot how to say his name. He used to be able to channel spirits supposedly, and I think it was like him and eight other people. And uh, there was some I think neither Dupont or Folgers. One of them I think was involved. But there was like a lady who was involved with these people that used to channel this guy that supposedly gave him like insight on stuff. One of them was somehow like friends or related to Lee Harvey Oswald also. I wish I knew oh, like, I wish I knew like more details, but if you looked up the Council of Nine and somehow found this book that was based on this shit, it will actually show you how that connects. And I think even uh, Peter Lavenda might even go over it too if you people want to look into that. It's fucking wild. So, I mean, that's another connection to some weird cult shit to Lee Harvey Oswald somehow. Dude, it's so weird, man. And then, like, what about the Bush connection? You know, like, the Bush family seems to at least have a hand in. I heard this great quote. I think it was Russ Baker that said this, that if if history was a photograph or uh, like a photo album, the Bushes are never in the center of the picture, but they're in every single picture. Right. And so you got them being involved allegedly with uh, JFK, allegedly again with 9-11, you know, and, and freaking the Reagan assassination attempt. The, the Hinckley family and the Bush family were friends, dude. They were like, think it was the Bush brother and one of Hinckley's brothers were having dinner that same night that John Hinckley shot Reagan. And um, it's just a weird deal. I, I remember, too, that uh, George H.W. Bush, he's the only person in the world that doesn't know where he was when JFK was shot. Yo, but um, isn't there video of like him like actually like standing in front of a building like somewhere near where he got shot around that time? Like, yeah, I think there's actually video in, footage of where he should have been at that time, like proving that he was there. Oh, I don't well, remember. that's the thing. There's a there's a book that I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't read the book yet, but it's from Russ Baker. You can just look up Russ Baker. And I for, I think I don't even remember the name of the book. But he talks about uh, how George H.W. Bush right before or right after Kennedy was shot, called the FBI, not in Dallas, but in his hometown of Houston and said he thinks he knows who the murderer is. And it turns out that he fingered his assistant as the murderer, his own assistant. That in Houston, he called the Houston FBI, not the Dallas, not the D.C. FBI, his own. And it turns out, of course, you know, George H.W. Bush is really close friends with the director of that division of the FBI in Houston. So, I mean, he's calling in, reporting, snitching on his friend that had no part of it, essentially. And um, he's still saying he doesn't know where he was, dude. You know what I mean? It's it's a these guys, that guy, the Bush, Bush uh, senior, especially really knew how to cover his ass. And yeah, he had some highly connected friends. um, But I mean, Barbara Bush would get involved in a lot of this stuff, uh, creating alibis for him. Um, Oh, really? Just, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, dude. Um, And it all kind of started with Prescott, right? I mean, he worked with Brown Brothers Harriman, a Nazi sympathizing bank. Um, It's a weird, weird freaking deal, dude, with these people, man. It's almost like the reason that we're not powerful is because we're not evil. I think that it really oh, has. Oh yeah. Something, yeah. I'll agree with you on right? that one. I'll agree with you on that one for sure. It's, it's crazy, dude. Like, you know, you think about why would, why would someone pull off nine 11 on purpose? You know, it's because they're not you, you know, I wouldn't kill a stranger for a million dollars. They would kill mm. 3000 people for free. I'm sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. 
Well, so, I, I even said that to my to my wife once when I, you know, not to sound like I, I agree, but I can understand. Like, uh, I had told my wife, I said, you know, if shit really was to get fucked up and we had some kind of, you know, civil war or something, you have to understand the person who's sometimes willing to do something somebody's not is going to be the one to succeed. And I know that's like, you know, that can go to extremes, but I think that type of mindset is exactly what you're saying here, too. They're fucked up because they have no problem doing anything to succeed, you know? Well, and the thing is, in a Civil War situation, if they weren't protected by their guards and stuff, they would go down very quick. Not because they're not willing to do something, uh, but it's because they just don't have the the, yeah. the grit, I guess. To do well, it. no, I was we just trying to a- explain to my wife, like, you know, if shit gets yeah. fucked up and I got to drive a car through a supermarket to steal food, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go down. You know what I'm saying? I'll oh, do yeah. what I got to do. But that's the difference between somebody just being scared in their house. I was willing to exactly. actually get up and go do something. But these sick fucks do it on a much grander scale because they don't give two flying fucks. Well, yeah, and we're not in an apocalyptic <laughs> situation. Anyone can. I, I would think that anyone, like you said, anyone that that has the will to survive is going to act a way that they wouldn't act right now because yes, we have yeah. water coming out of yeah, our taps. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fairly clean, I guess. <laughs> and we have, <laughs> despite the fluoride and lead, um, it, you know, we got food, we've got a little bit of money yeah. and things like that. We don't need to go out and kill for food. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm right there with you, dude. I would go out and I, I suppose I heard this weird statistic that uh, people in a first world society will turn to cannibalism in less than two weeks if they're hungry. Um, I don't know if that's true. I could never see myself eating a person. Um, I couldn't even see myself eating my dogs, man. Like, yeah, if I had to yeah eat my right. Dogs. I couldn't eat my yeah. cat. I mean, not that there's even much on it, but I wouldn't. Fuck. Yeah, cat taco meat would be pretty gross, I think. People are probably worried about feeding her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Exactly, dude. And so, yeah, man, it, it, these people at the top of these, you know, structures that we're talking about, they're they're so different than, yeah. than you or me or any of your listeners, any of my listeners. It's, it's a different world that they live in, dude. And that's why they're at that level. You know, it's, it's, um, it's sad to say, because as an adult, you want to trust your government. And so I do get why people trust the government and they don't want to admit that these things can be possible, but at a certain point, you got to grow up, yeah. you got to be responsible for your own decisions. You got to be responsible for your own safety um, and, and instead of being in a prison where you're supposedly the safest that you can be, I would say, tell that to Jeffrey Epstein. Right. But you know, you don't, you don't get to, you don't want to give up freedoms for safety. That's, no. that's anti-American no. by definition. So I don't know, dude, it, we're, we're living in a crazy time. And I think that, I think that it's turning, I hope, but I think it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. What do you think about that? Uh, I do think that uh just from seeing social media um it looks like people aren't buying into so much of the bullshit i think more people are starting to like kind of really wake up wake up uh mm-hmm. they kind of given up some of maybe the even conspiratorial psyops that i think was going around uh but i yeah i think um we have more stuff coming i you know for sure to try to neither scare people i think a lot of the stuff in the middle east might be going to something like that mm-hmm. uh i've even said uh I thought that if something was going to happen, it would be in August or September. Hopefully, I'm wrong and it passes. I think I even said that with you on a legit yeah. bat. But, and uh, it has to do with the January 6th, 6th war thing, ritual, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I I've, I've, I've do think they're going to have to do something to uh, scare people a little bit more. 
I don't think yeah. they got people scared enough. I, I do believe that if, let's say, uh, Biden was to come out tonight and be like, oh, uh, mandatory vaxes to function at all, the fucking country would go crazy. I really do think that that, that we are not at that point to push that type of shit yet. So they're going to have to it's, do something more or at least try. Well, yeah, dude, it's a tired analogy, but it, it, it hits so many times. It's a frog in the pot, man. Yeah. It, you know, I, I use it freaking every episode, it seems like, but it, it really does fit in. It's almost hacked to say it so much, yeah. but it, it, you got to just kind of acknowledge it that way. If they go and if you have, if you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. So like you'll, you'll fight and you'll, you'll fight for everything. If you have nothing, I'll but tell if you, you got a little bit, yeah. you're good. I'll tell you, know? you, I'll tell you one thing. Some people that I know uh, that are Democrats are actually starting to be like uh, thinking that this shit is getting a little silly and out of hand. Um, even with the whole social justice shit, with the racism shit, and even with, uh, you know, I've gotten all your fucking shots and I still have to wear my mask. Like they're even starting to be like, you know, this is a little fucking crazy. They may not be thinking it's uh, as we do, but at least they're seeing something wrong or like this is, you know, a little, this is a little much. What the fuck's going on? So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. You know what I'm saying? That if they start throwing more shit, not everybody's going to grab onto it. Yeah. I'm, I'm always really curious as to how the pandemic really started. I think it's one of those things that we'll never get answers for. Um, But I mean, people are talking about it so much. It gives it power, right? I mean, this is a great example of mind control here too. You know, I don't know if, the pandemic was essentially planned as much as people say, but I think that they absolutely didn't let the crisis go to waste. Right. No, if, no, if no. that's the case. No, even if it was by accident, I think they saw it coming and was like, how can we benefit from this? Yeah. You know? And then once, once you give the government some power, they're not the types that give it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is what the power structure is. If you had power, you probably wouldn't want to give it up either. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, you can, everyone can relate to this just by like, if you work and you have a shitty manager, right. I mean, like, and it's like, dude, thank God you're not in charge of a country because this person (laughs) runs this grocery store like Hitler or something. You know what I mean? It's insane. So I could see why, why the power could get away from people and things like that. But there's this really interesting idea of the fifth column. Are you, are you familiar with that? No, no. Like fifth columnists. So essentially it's um like there's four columns uh, to a society and the fifth column would be the insurrectionists. It comes from this, uh, the Spanish civil war. Um, they were being invaded by four columns or four battalions. And there was a fifth column inside the city already, uh, inside of, of Madrid, um, ready to kind of rise up and fight from within to weaken them before these other four columns got here. Think QAnon think, uh, in my opinion, Steve Bannon, possibly Trump. I don't know. I don't, I think, yes. Dude, he's a weird character, man. Yeah, we, very uh, weird. On, I think on our Rise of the Psyop episode, uh, Lux went into him. He actually had a lot more stuff he could have added to that episode and was longer, but there was definitely more shit he could have used for Bannon and a couple other people that we covered. There was a lot of people involved in that and pushing that shit at the beginning. That, and, that and people that? forgot about. Yeah, even Bannon pushed QAnon, I think. Yeah. Well, dude, and I just did an episode on this last night on, on my Patreon, actually, where I want our community to hold people like that more accountable. You know what I mean? There's some podcasts and I'm not going to mention any names here, but there's some podcasts that I think they forget that the internet's a thing because you can go back to some of the early episodes (laughs) 
and they're and they're sitting there saying we need to be wearing masks. And I went, dude, when I when this whole thing started, I was skeptical. You know, Brandon Brandon wanted to go to Disneyland with his family, and I'm like, dude, don't go yet. Just wait. And he's like, no, we're gonna go. It's it's uh, you know his, his uh, stepson's birthday, and um and I'm like, dude, you should wait. You know, and they end up closing Disneyland one of the only times that they ever did the week that he wanted to go. And that's kind of the idea of the conservative, right? When something, when some shit hits the fan, you stand back and you kind of like, okay, what's going to happen? What's the next move? And I feel like the liberal logic shit oh, hits just the fan. Run and, out of emotions right away. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and I mean, do you remember how at the beginning of the whole thing, the Democrat side of politicians and the Democratic side of just people were sitting there saying, this is not a big deal. Go down. There was in Italy, there was National Hug at Chinese Day. Now, if that's not racist, I don't know what is, but they were trying to show that they weren't bigots so much that they had a national hug a Chinese day, not hug a Chinese person, right? They're not even seeing them as, as people at that point. <laughs> hug a Chinese. It's it's insane. And they're, they're Nancy Pelosi saying, come down to Asia town or Chinatown in LA and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the conservatives were staying in. And at some point that completely flipped. And the conservatives were like, dude, this is all fake. And the liberals are wearing 17 masks and a welding helmet. And, you know, it's it's just somehow that flip. And I think that, honestly, Tavistock has something to do with that kind of social engineering. Um, you caught yeah, that, dude, though. They, they, they tried to push that whole Asian thing, and it didn't seem to make it as far as they wanted. But that, that's another example, I think, where people are already so fed up with the racist shit that by they tried to push out this Asian hate, you're, you already shot your load with the whole racism thing. Everybody was just like, oh, I, I can't with this one now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. When when you have, um, when it's laughable, it would be laughable if it wasn't so tragic that there's a situation going on in Afghanistan over the last month, really. Um, obviously, last 20 years, but really kicking up in the last month. And you have Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin saying that the coronavirus and white people, white men, straight specifically, are the biggest threats to the country. Not this situation going on overseas, not Russia, not China, um, white people and in, in the coronavirus, this thing that just, you know, hijacked the flu. I think I saw that. Did you post that? What's that? Did you post that, like a clip of that? I seen that somewhere. I think I seen like a screenshot on Instagram or something recently. Today or yesterday. Have. And I'm, I'm thinking like, yo, I, I saw that shit and I was like, yo, is this shit fucking real? It's weird. Like, how dude. ignorant it, is this? Like, and people, who the fuck buys into this crap? Who looks at that and was like, think. yeah, you're right. Like, that's insane. Dude, it's in, it is nuts. And then you see, like, there's just, just the way that they put, like, Mark Milley out there. And, you know, I saw a, a meme where it's like uh, Dwight Eisenhower with his medals and he won a war. And it was like a, just like one medal that he got. And uh, uh, Mark Milley lost this war. And he's decked to the nines, dude. He's got a whole chest full of medals. It's like, dude, that's, you know, I don't know if you've seen the North Korean uh, military generals and stuff. No. They have like metal on their pants. They, they've never won a war in their entire existence. And every one of their generals is freaking, they look like the tin man, dude, with all their medals. <laughs> and they've never won a war. And this is so that the people in that city or think that, that, that they're country, important. I say. Think that yeah. they're important. And they're intimidated of them. They're like, oh, we don't want to mess with them. But, and they're not allowed to think. They're not allowed to say, hey, we haven't won a war. Where are those medals coming from? Because then you get you get off in that country. You know what I mean? Holy and shit. I think that that kind of stuff's moving over here, man. I honestly do. Yo, that's wild. I mean, that's, that's just like how uh, you were saying before, like, you know, I was going to mention something just from sound. I mean, like you mentioned before, 
They them banging the thing. The kid was you know frightened from fucking you know of animals. You have people that would turn on the TV and something just comes out of Trump's mouth, and they were devastated. I can't function. I need a therapy dog. You are literally <laughs> no, but if, when you really think about it, all this is is literally a sound that your ear picked up and has devastated you. Mm-hmm. That's serious. Uh, one of the government knows how to weaponize that shit. That's scary. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what that- I think is done. You know, through mind control, Tavistock, and like the things you're talking about. Absolutely. I mean, they they the, how are the ways that you can kind of get to someone? It's through really the four senses, but the, the five senses, right? Yeah. You know, if you, if you see something that's traumatic, that will, that will leave a, an empty space to where a little bit of a multi, multiple personality can be introduced. If you hear something, like you said, yeah. that can be traumatic as weird as it sounds, that can be traumatic for some people um, hearing weird stuff, especially for a little kid hearing banging on the floor when you're yeah. looking at something that you love and hearing something that's, literally traumatizing your ears and figuratively traumatizing your, your psyche um, taste. I'm sure could do something as well. Um, I think that that's where the fluoride comes in um, enters through your mouth, messes with your brain, your ability to actually function. I don't know if you heard the episode that I talked about. Um, I'll, I'll get his name before we're done with this, but uh, a, a American scientist talked about how fluoride he essentially floated the idea to the government. Like you can use fluoride just like they did in the Nazi camps. You can use fluoride to make a, a population malleable. You can do whatever oh, you want with fuck. these people. And if you, if you give fluoride to a person for a year, just trace amounts of fluoride, that person, man, woman, or child will never be the same. So none of us out here, everyone has consumed fluoride. Every single person on earth, I think, unless you're like, you know, one of these elites, um, Every single person isn't the way that they truly are. Everyone's a little bit manipulated and morphed in a weird way. And there's this weird water system that a lot of elites have. I know Bill Gates has it. Donald Trump has it. It's, um, it's essentially platinum plates that electrify the water before you drink it. And it removes fluoride. It, it adds alkalinity to it. The problem is it's about $7,000 for one of these machines. Um, but yeah, man, I, this is why the elite can control us. You know, it's, it's sort of like um, Charles Manson giving everyone LSD and him not taking it himself. Yeah. I, I, I believe that fluoride is a type of LSD in in one way or another, because there were massive experiments, operation, big city under operate under uh, project MK ultra operation, big city was them using modified like mercury vehicles um, with, with tailpipes, they would put like gas that was laced with LSD and just flooded into the subway, flooded into areas and, and, you know, put it on doorknobs at government buildings. They were trying to find out ways to trip out entire cities. And they, I think that they figured out that figured it out with fluoride. They tried to put it in the water, yeah. but that the acidity level in the water would render the LSD useless. Doesn't do it to fluoride. You know, so I think that that's I think that we're all kind of tripping right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> they also say, I mean, I don't know if there's any proof to it, but I've always heard too. it calcifies the pineal gland or whatever that is. I mean, I've heard that for years. If that's true, I mean, it makes I mean, I've always questioned fluoride. So it's they're putting it there for a reason. That's not for our benefit. I'm almost positive of that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's dude, like this vaccine. The- you know, the government's not going to just give you shit for free to be nice. Yeah, a hundred percent. 
Oh, okay. So this guy, his name was Charles Elliot Perkins. Okay. And so th- this is the guy and he, uh, he took the idea from IG Farben and this was that massive, uh, a medical conglomerate, sort of like our Pfizer or our Moderna. But IG Farben was working with the Nazis, um, creating the Zyklon B, that gas that they killed the Jews with in the showers. Um, and yeah, I mean, this guy took the idea, this Charles Elliott P- uh, Perkins, if anyone wants to look that up, um, the dude, uh, it, it's very interesting that he introduced the idea to the government of like, hey, try this fluoride. It, it worked on, it worked in the Holocaust, you know, I think if I remember correctly, I had seen something on this on um, fluoride, and I, I think like even to get rid of it or to uh, you know I guess remove it as it should be technically done is actually very expensive. So I even think that like they were like, oh maybe there's a way we could you know kind of cut around that and figure out how do you put this in shit also. Sure. Like, I think I remember yeah, seeing dude. something about that. It's like not a simple process to destroy fluoride. Well, it's that uh, one of the ways is that water system, you know, again, $7,000 platinum plates that you have to electrify in order to get it. Not everyone can do that. You know, I actually want to get one. There's a really small one that I think you can get for 2,500. It makes like a gallon every four minutes or so. So if you need need to do it like that. So it's, yeah, dude. And it would just be kind of interesting. But again, I've already been exposed to the fluoride. And as you know, Perkins says, you're never going to go back from being exposed to it. I'm sure that it has like a cumulative effect if you keep consuming it i'm sure it's not good um obviously stopping like alcohol is is a a good thing you can there may be permanent damage but uh you don't increase the damage so um it's it's a weird deal dude i think that they've just been poisoning our air our food our water not just to kill us but to make our brains a little more um sheepish yes (laughs) yes you can be influenced easier that way Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely dude I totally agree with but that. it's a weird, weird situation. I'm trying to find this uh, this water system so you can check this out. I, I was fascinated by it. That's uh, wild. Japanese water. I'll tell you one thing. I would I, the one that you mentioned that's cheaper. When I do finally move the fuck out of New York, I would uh, think about. I mean, like, fuck it. I'll just I'll get the cheap one. Why not try it out? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's called. <laughs> I can be that water. dick who's got like hey, I got this expensive water filtration system. Yeah, no shit. I know. Yeah, you're gonna be sitting there like just pissing everyone <laughs> off. Like, yeah, I'm gonna stick out my gonna... pinky drinking water. <laughs> yeah. You guys are all gonna die stupid. I'm drinking smart, the, like legit water. But no, so it's um it's Kangen water, K A N G E N water, um and you can look this up. Yeah, the cheapest one I'm seeing here is tw- uh, twenty nine hundred, but I were I wonder if they offer payments if I can do a payment program. Oh, here's a fifteen hundred dollar one. So yeah, that's there that's a little more in my price range. But yeah, dude, I mean, let's see what happens. We yeah. can try it together. Maybe our shows <laughs> <You're> will. <right. laughs> Our shows will blow up after we start drinking Kangen <laughs> water. I'll start saying something uh, smart for once, you know? <laughs> hey, dude, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> no, dude, you got a great show, man. You guys are doing Try. awesome. And then Lux is still doing his thing too, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to cover the Franklin uh, cover-up. That's what we're going to do next. Dude. And and then, uh, tell you the truth, I think there is some stuff that we actually found that I don't think anybody's actually put out, so I'm a little excited about that. It's a little bit more of the business connections of showing people that are actually associated with things to make it look even way more fucking shadier, in my opinion. Be careful uh, with Warren yeah. Buffett. Cause oh, I no, I didn't even just... touch that, dude. I wasn't yeah. even going to touch that guy. But uh, no, like stuff within Boys Town, like you'll see people will be like, wait, this person's associated with that, but then they own something in Boys Town. It just looks shady. Um, but yeah, after we do that, I think he was going to take a break for a few weeks, and then uh, 
I might have had somebody else on just to cover his spot on a topic. But then we're going to – we definitely have other stuff we're going to cover. He just needs to take a few weeks off. Right on. Yeah, yeah dude. Um, have you seen the movie Who Took Johnny? That'll help with that research a lot, dude. Um, yes, I think I came across that. We weren't going to go into Johnny Gosh. I was actually going to have oh. somebody else cover that on my own pod on, – on this, actually. I was going to have no. somebody try to come on that I saw did a whole episode on that. That shit's fucking crazy. It's nuts, man. He yeah. supposedly goes back, like, after getting kidnapped, he goes back and sees his mom and tells her, like, he's having to kidnap kids now. And he, he talked about mind control, too. Yeah. No, well, Now, they are also saying this is why I I was going to have somebody else come on because if, if I wanted to cover it on the occult rejects, it would just make the thing, the series, way too long. Because isn't there <laughs> also, like, stories of him supposedly being the gay reporter going into the White House? Wow. Yeah, there is. There was a time, and you can even find Bill Maher. He was even making fun of it. You can find it on YouTube. This shit really happened. There was a reporter that was known to be like some gay uh, prostitute that was somehow got past Secret Service with fake documentation and was able to get into the White House and actually act like they were a reporter and had. Like breaking news reports, stuck came out with shit before anybody did on a few cases. Somehow this dude pulled this shit off. Nah, man. Oh, dude, nah, I think man. I have heard that actually. That guy that- was allowed in there. He was fucking somebody in the White House. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and some yeah. people say that that might have that that was Johnny Gosh. That's crazy to think about, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird. So, like, deal. if I would have covered that, I would have went into all that, and it, it would have been like four episodes of the Franklin cover up. When we're only trying yeah, to do dude. three, you know? Yeah, my mind control series I thought was going to be about four or five episodes. I could do 12 episodes easily. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to stop at seven yeah. here, but... Um, That's a good it, number to end with. There you go. Yeah, dude, why not? A yeah. little, uh, little uh, weird, uh, hopefully a lucky number. I was going to do eight, <laughs> but now, nah, you know. Um, about the one last thing about that Franklin stuff. I, I was listening to Tim Dillon's podcast uh, on the Patreon, and um, he supposedly, him and his co-host... They were talking with, I believe, Nick Bryant. It was that made the the movie Who oh, Took Johnny. Yeah, he also put or out. Maybe a, he wrote the book. He yeah, he wrote. There was one guy that wrote a book. Uh, it was John DeCant maybe, and then Nick Bryant has like a seven hundred and page something book on it. You can find yeah. it online and download it for free. I found it. Yeah, fucking dude. gigantic it, book. It's, it's so dope. much shit. Yeah. I have to check it out. But yeah, so they were talking with. I think it was Nick Bryant. And um, you hear them bring up Warren Buffett and you hear a knock on the table. Like he's saying, like, don't say anything about this. And then they like you just hear them kind of pause and then they both laugh and then they just keep talking, dude. It was eerie. Just, even though wow. it's a comedy podcast, I was just like, what? What is that dude up to, man? Why? Why? If you're one of the richest men in the world, are you living in Omaha, Nebraska? Oh, that's where he lives. Yeah. Oh, see that? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that when they mentioned he was connected with the Franklin cover-up that he might have been from Nebraska. Holy shit. You know how much weird shit? It's just so much shit. Nebraska, fucking Illinois, and Texas, and Florida are, like, horrible with stuff like Broward kids County. and shit. Yeah. We've, we've noticed just from covering a lot of uh, secret societies on the occult rejects and, you know, other things, there seems to always be some kind of connection with one of those states with some fucked-up sick shit. Mm-hmm. Always. Colorado, too. Did you mention Colorado? No, no, no. But I, I've noticed, like, Chicago, for sure, uh, Texas a lot, and, uh, like I said, Florida definitely have connections, it seems like. Yeah, with Colorado, you got, of course, John JonBenet Ramsey, and then you had right, the house right. where they would take the kids 
um, in that movie, the Who Took Johnny movie, they go to this house in Colorado and the guy says, yeah, that house right there was the house that they took us to. There's an underground basement, blah, blah, blah. They break into the house because it's abandoned. And sure enough, there's an underground basement. Guess who who owned that house, dude? It was an ex-prison guard. Okay, who are you, who's the best person that could keep some kids under wraps and hide them? Fucking prison guard, dude, Fuck. because they're used to doing it with adults. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's Holy a crazy, shit. crazy concept. It wow. goes deep, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing's fucking wild. That shit even supposedly connects to Aquino, the whole Franklin cover-up. I mean, that's like another whole other subject. Yeah, I don't doubt it, man. Yeah, There's weird stuff yeah. with the Queen. They went to uh, Canada, and a bunch of kids went missing when they were there and stuff. Yeah, Just, coming from like a... And then there was like, I think like a shit like daycare on the military base. Kids were like being brought to Aquino's house like a few blocks out of the side the military base. Who knows? Just weird, weird shit. Don't doubt but, it, dude. Yeah. All right, well, Do and you know what? It. We'll... Uh, it's almost about an hour, and I try not to go over an hour. People uh, probably lose interest after that. You know, have to think too okay. hard. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, if you want, please uh, plug your stuff again. Yeah, man. So, um, Dangerous World Podcast. You can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, Instagram is just Dangerous World Pod. And if you want to email, uh, you know, try and be on the show or whatever, I'm always welcome to have. Uh, you know, anyone or I'm welcoming to anyone that wants to hop on uh, just dangerous world podcast at gmail.com and uh, find me on Patreon guys. So I'm trying to do that thing. So uh, I really, really <laughs> check appreciate out his shirts. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. The shirts, the shirts are yes. always fun. Um, yeah. The government is the virus t-shirt is the, is a crowd pleaser dude. But um, nice. no, I mean, I really appreciate you letting me come on your show. Oh, man. This sure. is great. No, thank great you. show, dude. Yeah. I've always had a good time neither being on your show or uh, being on with you on somebody else's show. So, and uh, yeah, dude. And again, people, please go check out his stuff. Uh, this guy researches and puts time into what he puts out, and uh, that's why I have people on like him. So, please check out his stuff. And if you like this one, share it and pass it on as well. And uh, check out the occult rejects too. I haven't really been plugging that. Trying to do that more. And uh, I guess that's it. And thank you again, buddy, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. And everybody be well. And until the next one, later.